Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. It's the week of January 28th, 2021, and this is episode 223. I'm your host, Chris Randazzo. Joining me tonight, as always, is actual Muppet, Karen Randazzo. Yay! Unsurprising renewal, Angie Fernot. Shirtless Asian Santa. And Moon Knight reference, Evan Goldstein. A boba, the fat. Tonight, has Disney finally done something right with their Muppet license? Will the wonderful Wizarding World return to the screen? What is the Book of Boba Fett? Find out now. But first, hey, Heaven, how you doing? <laughs> I'm well, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. How, how about you, Angie? I'm literally looking at a shirtless Asian Santa. I don't know what to do right now. Like, so, it broke my but, brain. But my favorite part about this is that the website was sent to her by Jengus. Yeah. And the guy's like ripped cuz I I needed like reference. I've been I've been trying to draw more dudes and I'm trying to so get You're trying to draw more shirtless Asian Santas? Apparently. So this freaking website he sends me is not even in English and it's great. Like there's so much good reference here. But so many like ads. I just happened to click on a page and I'm looking and I can't look away. It's like a train wreck. His I I don't know what to do. Like he's got a Santa hat and little red shorts and there's a little Christmas tree decoration on the table and he's a shirtless Asian saint. I don't know. I Thank don't you, Jengus. Thank you for bringing, you, yeah. that, bringing that into my search history of my house. Thank you, Jengus, <laughs> for educating people everywhere with beautiful, She's beautiful men. Doing doing real favors out there. How about you, Karen? How you doing? What? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm tired. I'm cold. I have spent most of the day with my supernatural blanket draped across my lap, which means Aww. I have Dean hanging out with me all day so that's pretty good where's his face <laughs> you wish you knew <laughs> zinga sorry boys how are you chris uh you know i'm doing all right living the dream hanging in there kind of tired drinking hot chocolate nice. uh this is the first time recording this week's episode on uh my fancy new computer for the I mean, I don't know if we have any listeners that don't listen to any of our other shows, but I got a new computer, a Mac Mini, two screens, and it's all uh, it's all working real, real it's nice. It's really gone to his head, you guys. He's yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> he has a fully he's functioning a, computer he's now. A and he's a Star Trek commander over there with this new mic and it's webcam and all <clears> kinds kind of, of crap. a big deal. Yeah, now. I got a new I got a new mic stand, mm-hmm. so like my cable isn't in the way of me typing anymore, which is pretty nice. I that figured I've thing? been po- podcasting for what like 350 years. I should probably get some decent equipment to do it with. <laughs> and so. all it took was uh Stone Age Gamer to pay you to do those other things. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. So let's uh let's talk about what we've been watching, Evan. Uh, why don't you kick us off? All right. Um I have I tried to get back into a couple of shows this week. I don't know why. Um but uh, we as a family have been watching something. We'll talk about that later. But because of us watching that, I felt the necessity to watch at least the first episode of Max Headroom again. 
Do you remember okay. that? <laughs> yeah. So you'll understand why later. But it is... It is... Not good. It is not good. <laughs> Straight up. Does not hold up. No, Thank it, you. It does not. But whilst I was looking for that and got that, I also fell down the hole of Herman's head. Which Yeah, we were wondering we why that was that. on the Plex. <laughs> that show up on the Plex. I vaguely remember that show from I mean, way, it way is back the when worst, it originally aired. Worst vi- version. Ever. Like, it is a horrible copy, and it is not. Not. It doesn't. They, it's shocking how shows from this time period just don't hold up anymore. Yes, I would like, like to say that was awful. Guys, anymore. he tried to make me watch it. It was like torture. I think he hates me. It's, well, you know, you see where the three these people seasons. Co- Goodness well, what gracious. ended up happening? We watched, um, what was that? The asteroid m- movie? <laughs> I'm not going to clarify because that was amazing. <laughs> Why don't you explain more? Armageddon. Okay. okay. So it. Armageddon. Well, I mean, it could have been that or Deep Impact. That's they both true. came out basically the same time and there were both asteroids hurtling towards Earth. So in that movie, the husky fella who plays mm-hmm. lust in Herman's head like it was just a a, a a horrible rabbit hole that I fell down that weekend but but that show's cast is like a, a who's who man it, like the it is. Uh, <laughs> uh what is it Hank Azaria and Yelderly Smith were both in there right from the Simpsons mm-hmm. I think uh what didn't Nancy Cartwright have a character in there too maybe I, I could be wrong I, it, it doesn't no, I see matter the Yelderly Smith we, even if we Hank love Azaria. these people we do not watch this show for those people Okay, like, no, no, no. Um, I've watched a couple, of, uh, I watched, uh, I caught up with The Neighborhood, which is that crappy, you know, sitcom where everything uh-huh. is, but I with wanted Schmidt to- Schmidt on it, right? Yeah, because I love Schmidt. Um, I wanted to see how they handled this new season. Starts off with um, the Black Lives Matter situation in LA, and I wanted to see how they were handling it, and they did actually pretty well with it. I was, I was kind of- impressed with the way they handled it and macgyver i'm still going on with macgyver the new macgyver the new macgyver i'm watching that an episode of time but the big news is i have run out of ghost hunters and paranormal Uh-oh. caught on camera oh no we've got a good okay. solution <laughs> so i had to go a little hunting to find something to fall asleep to and i came across a gem this show is called the unexplained okay <laughs> It is like each episode is a different topic. They talk about like ghosts or strange places or curses, or, and it doesn't matter what they're talking about. The show is hosted by the William Shatner. That's right. Not a William Shatner. The <laughs> the that the dulcet man, tones. That man's of voice lulls me to sleep every night, and it is choice. It is so right. Up my alley. I think I've been sleeping better, honestly. <laughs> so I mean, it's 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 what I was looking for in Spades. I mean, he is he is so over the top dramatic, <laughs> and he's wearing this weird leather like it's it's a <laughs> suit jacket and pants, but it looks leather, and he looks really uncomfortable in it. But he's William Shatner, and and it doesn't matter. And last night we were watching an episode and he was like, for no reason at all, sitting in a chair and then he like swiveled in it, like, like we almost know. as if he were bored. Like <laughs> We know because there's like screens behind, it looks like there's screens behind him and we know because we've seen TV and how it's made that it's all green screen. Those are not real pictures showing. But he starts talking what? and then he turns around as if he's going to watch the clip on that giant television behind him. 
Yeah, the screens are huge. But I actually wasn't sure because if you look at the way the light moves. No, it's not. No, okay. because you can't videotape TV like that. Okay. Because <sighs> I was like, like they must be like flashing lights then during because every now and then there'll be like a bounce light and and I it made me question. He he emanates his own lighting though. Oh, he is that's William what it Shatner, is. It's so. just his internal glow. <laughs> um and. I mean, I guess we'll we'll transfer over to to Edge to talk about the last one. I finally got her to start watching Orphan Black. Yeah. Ooh, sweet. Okay, so what, how long ago? Two weeks ago? When I had my vacation? Yeah. So two weeks ago, we started watching Orphan Black. I think by either tonight or tomorrow, we'll be done with it. Ooh, wow, that's fast. Yeah, we yeah. went through like four seasons in the week that I had off. Yeah. Because like, I, wow. I actually allowed myself a little bit of time off of work as well. Yeah, and we both like, literally like stopped working for a week. Yeah, I, I we kind sort of. Sort of. Yeah, I was like, not really. But I actually allowed myself to just take the time to watch the show and enjoy it with him. And holy shit, is this what it's like when you find good television and you actually let yourself watch it like in more than a 10-minute spurt? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. But she's amazing, right? First of all, okay, can we just talk about like suddenly she hulk means so much more to me now because <laughs> anytime i can get tatiana maslani on a screen i want it i want it she is mm-hmm. the literal hands down best female actress i've ever seen in my entire life like I, yeah I, I can't in just this one show yeah like <laughs> I, I don't even i i don't even care if i see her in any well actually no that's a lie i do want to see her in anything else but like i would still have the same opinion no matter what because she's so convincing that by like the third episode they're introducing all these different characters and i'm sitting here and i'm like no 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 it's, just, it's definitely the same actor and then i'm forgetting and like it, it's so it's so poignant like oh my god just just in case people like that may have be, li- be listening that don't know what orphan black is you really first and foremost need to watch it yeah secondly the actress tatiana masalani masalani plays Masolani. i don't know at Sorry. least seven to eight different versions of herself At in least. this show because she's she, she plays clones. She regularly plays... Uh, Sarah. Sarah's more than one in the same scene. Yeah, so Sarah, <laughs> my favorite My favorite part about watching this is Angela's reaction to every time they touch. Oh, it still hurts <laughs> me. How do they do that? They're, they're <laughs> and we actually w- looked up online uh, her body double. Mm-hmm. Who looks nothing like her, and she actually appears to be shorter, which is weird. But it's and there's only one scene where I was actually able to pick it out after we looked it up because they were standing face to face, and one of them was shorter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, I got it! She, I got gotcha. you." She is like every character in the show is that she plays is so dramatically different from another. So yeah, she's regularly. Let's see. So you have there's the five. Allison. Uh, Helena, it's more than five because then there's well, Rachel. She's six, well, and then you had the coder that was seven. Then you have the nail one. Oh, that was the worst one. I did not awful. like that. So one. she's number eight. But they, I mean, they've made enough regular appearances that between like the Beth stuff and all of that, like you're looking at like basically eight different characters almost regularly. At the very least, five. And then like, and like the three different, different characters too. Like, like she does so not different. Mess around. 
Like to the point where like now, okay, so no, not to give anything away, I, I genuinely don't want to give any spoilers because like the first, I don't know, three to five episodes of this show had me so tense. I Like every five minutes, I was like, she's going to fucking get caught. She's going to get caught. How is she? No. <laughs> and like n- now there's a character who had an injury and oh, she's recovering that. and like she's come a really long way from being unable to walk to now she walks but she walks with a limp. And the thing that's weird, like, I don't know how else to put this, but I have a friend who has a physical disability that's very similar to what they were portraying on the show. And it's perfect. Like, I see a lot of people who, like, they limp in TV. And you're like, yeah, you're an actor. You're limping. That's great. But this literally looks like this is a person with an actual disability moving in this show and, like, trying to recover. Like, the 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 subtleties like these little tiny details that she gets like i i'm this she's my freaking hero she she the, let's say she plays actively eight different characters she walks eight different ways yeah like you could tell which ca- you don't have to see like, from like the shoulders up because that's the dead giveaway whether it's blonde hair with bloodshot eyes or mm-hmm. dreads or glasses and a and a short hair like just the way they carry or she carries herself portrays each character and she mm-hmm. does a fin- she should I, if she didn't win all the awards she was she was robbed she yeah. was robbed she was totally robbed she should have got a lot more awards for this performance than she did yeah and the story is really good too i mean i i think there there are times uh where it starts to you know unravel a little here and there but I, it's still entertaining enough and the acting is so good that i just don't care like even if there's a moment where i'd be like really another super mm, and then i'm just like no no no, just give me more i don't I, care i remember watching this the first time and not being the biggest fan of helena oh and i don't know she, how she is my favorite <laughs> do you have a you, favorite clone angie i honestly i i i kind of feel the same about like yeah. i really love helena i that really, is the correct answer helena is the best yeah it, it's like who's your favorite character and why is it helena <laughs> Like, <laughs> what? We well, favorite character is a stretch because oh, also clone. how much favorite do you clone. love Phoenix? Felix. Felix. Okay, he's pretty great, especially for the amount of crap that he puts up with. But what I will say is that I actually do have some issue with his occasional just bitchiness. <laughs> Uh, like when he was like, I found my sister, deal with it. I get to have family too. Meh. I was like, listen, bitch. It's like six episodes of like, you are making obviously bad choices. Like you weren't paying attention to the first three seasons of the show. Like, but yeah, but like, stop. like it was just like that one thing where I was like, this is just a little weird for your character. Like you've been very reliable and pretty consistent thus far. But I was like, you know what? Everyone gets a pass. And other than that, yeah, he's absolutely amazing. Like, and S, she's she's fantastic. Um, and every time I see her now in something else, I'm like, oh, holy shit, it's S. I forgot how awesome she is. Yes, yeah, she's an Wait, Outlander. S. Who was S? Siobhan, the, the, the mother. Like, the, the mom-like mother. person, yeah. right? Yeah. Gotcha. So um, but I'm yeah. so glad that you enjoyed that show as much as I did. <laughs> it's so good. And Allison, like, she is not my favorite character, but her ability to play someone so different like i actually wanted to see if i could pull up a, a reference image that i could share uh somehow for people who listen just to get a visual because there's this one image and it's f- the five main 
characters that are being portrayed, which I kind of feel like they're missing one here. Maybe. Uh, oh, no, I was counting somebody else. So it's these five main characters. And literally just the way that she's just headshots, the way that she holds herself, each person is different. It's insane. Like it's, it's like, and you see their personality, like, and it's, I know the hair and the makeup is definitely a part of it, but like, even still, I just, I love it. I absolutely love this show, but I would have to say like, um, Cosima, I just think they would be completely dead in the water without her. So I've, I've really enjoyed, um, her character, but I think it's cool how every version of the clone, uh, does have something unique to offer. And it's funny because there was an episode that kind of acknowledged Allison and like the fact that it was like, yeah, you're kind of useless and you're mostly a pain in the ass. But and then by the end of that episode, she was she was cracking she was, skulls yeah, mentally, kind of. She thing. was doing stuff, and y- you just come to realize like, you not everyone gets to be a superstar, and it just makes it that much better. Um, so good. I just I don't know. I can't. I don't want to say too much more, but I really and Donnie. Oh, Donnie. Donnie Bless your my, heart. Donnie is my favorite non-clone <laughs> character, especially when he quits. Donnie, when he quits in the the the, the car when he, you know his job and he quits. I don't want to say what he actually does, but that just, reaction, uh, like I was like, oh Donnie, <laughs> oh I fully believe that you actually did that, Donnie. Uh, I feel like that actor is now gone. And when he walks around in his tidy whities like just that, oh my God, the absolute, like this character, oh, he's like a cartoon character come to life. Oh, such yeah. a good show. So sorry, you, you guys. You really need to get back to that and finish it. Yeah, we uh, we were, I was talking to Angie about this before, because we chat a lot before Stone Age Gamer, mm-hmm. um, that she, she had mentioned that she was watching it and that we wanted to watch the last season, but when we tried to, it had been a while between seasons mm-hmm. and so we're like all right let's finally get to watching this and even with a recap we were like what is going on <laughs> yeah. was, we were both watched the first episode and we we're like i think we have to start over again because this is like no. there's a lot to remember <laughs> and yeah. they keep lacing back into stuff that was from previous seasons yeah and it doesn't get any less complicated you know yeah. it's no, that's why I said they keep adding stuff on, and that's why sometimes you're like, eh, but then you just kind of let it go. Um, on that note, I will say, too, this is one of the few television shows that most of the time, I, as we watch stuff, I do bring like my iPad in or I do something while we're watching TV, and you can't do it with this show. There's constantly so much going on that you need to be paying attention. <laughs> So there is right before we record, we sat down to record this episode. We were watching one, and there's a scene that someone does. Okay, I have a problem with watching people like put in contacts or touch the eye or whatnot. And there is a scene where someone does something (laughs) so visceral to their own. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I literally covered my eyes to not see the screen and I turned my head and I'm watching Angela's reaction waiting for it to like clear and she's like, oh my God, oh my God, they're showing so much. They're still showing so much. I was like, no, no, no. I'm yelling out loud at everything that's happening and I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, they, oh man. I would have thrown up had I watched it. I guarantee you. I kind of wanted to. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, and the special effects in the show, um, 
like Evan said, they they do stuff where like they'll have you know Tatiana is playing these roles, and then they'll have the two clones interact with each other in some of the scenes, like hold hands or like brush hair out of the other one's face, and I'm like, no, you fucking didn't. Like, no, like is, how? So when when normal shows do that, they keep everybody like far apart from each other so that they can pass, and there's a, a specific pathway for each because they just film the same scene over and over and over again, right? And you can see what they're trying to do. They don't do that in this show. The only time that, that they do really do it is like when like the child is in the in the the, the scene or like when it's someone who is not Tatiana. <laughs> Any other time it's her, she has got this character and all of these characters down so flawlessly that it it looks like there are two of her on screen. Yeah. At the same time. Together. High fiving. And she's, I mean, she jumps into these roles, like, there's just, and the diversity of the characters, too. Like, um, like, they're, they're, <laughs> from their, their love interests, like, and I'm just talking about writing-wise, like, we already know that she's playing very diverse roles, but the way that the, the characters, like, I didn't realize what year the show was made, but, like, one of the main characters, like, one of the, the clones is gay, and, like, they show her, like, making out with a woman, and, like, being in love with her, and I don't, I felt like for the time that the show was made, like that, that was not happening that much on television. I mean, it is BBC, so maybe it was They're more okay the over there. Yeah. Um, but like, that was kind of cool because I'm so used to seeing that in modern television, but this shows what, 10 years old? Like ish. Yeah. Gotta be close to Jesus, that. Jesus. Really? So <laughs> 10 years old. Oh no. Yeah. I thought it was like no. a 2011. No. Is it that old? Maybe five. I don't know. I don't know. Season I'm five came I mean, that, out. 2013. I feel like that, that tracks. Yeah. 2013. So eight years old. Wow. Wow. That was a while ago. <laughs> Some of my favorite scenes with this show is when, like, the clones, like, at, like pretend to be a different clone. Oh God. yeah, that's yes. awesome. And they see, like, like, all, like you see Sarah put on a wig, and all of a sudden she turns into, and but like, she's they not don't quite cut there. Away. She's like, not quite that's, there though. Is, that's the super. I remember being super impressed by that. That she is capable of playing one of these characters impersonating another character. Yeah. Like, yes. Another one of her own characters. She does such a good job of that. It's. Uh, really out of this world and it's not it's not a, a like she's not carbon copying the other part there is a slight flaw that you can see every time as the person knowing that she is pretending to be someone else and that's why i say it's so convincing like listener listeners however many of you are out there please please if you haven't watched the show please i need someone to watch it and nerd out about it with me like so good this is not supernatural. It's not like a single man tear and dude hugs. Okay, like please just, Oof. just it's a watch roller coaster this. of emotion. This show. Oh, it's so good. <clears throat> that okay. is a so some quality science fiction. Yeah. Uh, did, does that wrap you up, or did you have more? Uh, I, you, we were we talked about how you're watching that really poorly uh, acted witch show. Oh my god, guys! I'm trying. I'm not gonna make it through. More than a, a season of Charmed, I really wanted to do it. Ooh. The original Charmed, not the, the new original one. Charmed, because uh, I tried the new Charmed and I was like, "This is not great." And then I was like, "Let me just go back and see," because I found out that a family member religiously watches that show and like literally rewatches it every year, puts it on every morning in the background because there's a, apparently still a television network that plays it, and like 
constantly has that show on. And I was like, how is this possible? Also, we need to bond over this. So I'm going to watch this so we can talk about it. And then I was like, no, we can have nothing to talk about. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's painful. It's, it's so bad. Like, like not even like, oh, it was kind of the times. It's like a show of its era. Like, no, it was bad then. I just didn't know yet. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm trying, but, uh, I don't, I don't think it's going to (laughs) last. (laughs) <laughs> suddenly i like sabrina a lot more by the way there you go yeah well because that's like a witchy show but even when i feel like it's overacted or not well acted it's still better than this and i feel like i might owe an apology to you karen so i'm not saying i'm sorry <laughs> maybe i'm not I saying should. i'm sorry but i might be thinking i might be saying I, it yeah soon. I might, maybe i should say i'm sorry i'm not saying that i am saying that but i probably should <laughs> well, it's funny you bring up Sabrina because that's supposed to be that was supposed to be uh, my next up show since the last time we talked. Yeah, and I can't do it, you guys. What? I, it's something about. It's partly about that I've seen bad reviews that people did. People I know who like the show did not like the ending, and I'm like, oh no, that makes me not want to see the ending because I like the show. Um, and part of it is this COVID thing that I think applies to a lot of people with a lot of things where like, I don't have the energy for something new. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't bring myself, like I have this trouble. I'll, I'll finish a book and then I'll just for like two weeks, I won't start. I I have a stack of books. Yay. Hi Mm. to read. And I'm like, I can't, I, I don't have the energy to invest in a new story right now. I just want to do something comforting. Um, mm-hmm. So I haven't started Sabrina season four yet. Um, maybe now that this uh, this really awesome thing that I watched last week called the inauguration of President Joe Biden, <laughs> um, maybe now that that has passed, I can bring myself to like relax a little and entertain some new stories. But I've just been watching a lot of Great British Baking Show. Yes. Um, I'm in the Noel and Sandy era now, which is quite enjoyable. When did that start? Do you know what season? season? Well, on Netflix, it's Collection 5. Collection 5. Oh, we got a ways to go there, babe. Sorry. What are we on? One. Oh, Oh, boy. It started with, we were on the first collection that they have available on Netflix. So when you were watching, Evan actually, during his vacation, no, this wasn't even during. This was like last week. I just had it on and he came to sit down. And usually when he comes to sit down in the living room, I'm like, all right, put on what you want to watch. And then he was like, no, 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 keep going. And I was like, well, we're near the end of the season. So, like, I'm kind of, I'm going to want to, like, keep going. And he's like, yeah, keep going. And I was like, what the fuck? Easy. We watched, like, three episodes. <laughs> we watched a couple of, But you're saying that the single collection has multiple seasons in it? No. no I'm just saying I don't know that the, the way they have it on Netflix is the way that it aired in the UK. Okay, because we watched a couple we watched the episodes with the two guys. One of them was the guy from the closet in the IT. Yeah, the yeah. IT Noel. Crowd. That's, that's Noel. Yeah. Okay. And then we were just watching. But that's because we one, Noel the, was the newer season. Like okay. that was like the most recent, uh, or one we of just, the more what, recent. We were seasons. just watching a season with there was two women, and that one woman kept touching everybody's food. And that that's freaked the me first out. one. That's collection <laughs> one or collect. It's either collection one or collection three. Okay. It's the earliest one they have on Netflix. I went as far back as I could. Okay. I don't understand anyway. why is she allowed to touch people's food. <laughs> There's one point where she actually like leaned her elbow in somebody's food and like ruined one of their, you know, 
their I'm buns not, or something. Does not surprise me. <laughs> wow. And they had to like explain it to the judges because the judges were not there at the time of the incident. But mm-hmm. I am I am enjoying the new host combination, even though it was jarring to lose Mel and Sue. Um, I am. I I just I just put it in me like a drug. Um, <laughs> and the other thing that I've been doing that with is Shit's Creek again. I've been oh, doing no. a lot of Shit's Creek and specifically I know you guys aren't, you know, well versed in it, but the era of when Patrick comes into the show just is really sweet and joyful and makes me so happy and is is a is a lovely um little antidote to the world's chaos. And it and I've made myself super angry because I know I picked Shit's Creek for our podcast not that long ago, and I went with like a mid season one episode. And now that I'm like hmm, close to the end of season four in this rewatch, I'm like seen so many other episodes. I'm like, this would have been better. This would have been better. This would have been better. <laughs> and I mean, so I like if, what if we you're watched. if you're out there and you're on the fence about Shit's Creek, um, try season three, episode thirteen, Grad Night, or season four, I think episode six, Open Mic. Both of those are just gems, and they're wonderful. Nice. But that is what I have been doing with my. I just get as much as much baking show into me as I possibly can. And that's what I've been doing by nice. myself. And then I've been watching things with the kids and with Chris. Do you bake anything because you watch that show? I have been make baking more since the holidays passed. Yes, I made I made a giant Oreo. <gasps> it was not as good as you th- as it sounds. Oh. Did you um, not have a cup kids- of milk big enough to dunk? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the kids are now addicted to this new youtube channel called what is it slick slime sam i think and it's this woman she does like kind of some art projects some like cool little diy projects some are like cooking things but you never see her face you see her body and her hands and she talks and explains what she's doing and then she has this little sidekick that's like a three or four inch tall plastic blob that she put googly eyes on and that's slime sam Hmm. and he talks in this super high-pitched annoying voice and the kids fucking love it and they watch the same like there's thousands of videos on this channel they watch the same six so one of them is this giant oreo but because it's, it's like an entertainment thing and not a cooking thing they don't they don't list the recipe in the um, like the v- video description. Uh, There's no like link to a blog where the recipe appears. And she doesn't fully explain everything in the video. She's like, and then I used two cups of flour. And then I add the cocoa powder. And I'm like, how much cocoa powder? <laughs> <laughs> like, So I couldn't really use the vi- the um, the recipe in the episode. The other thing was she put 14 eggs in. I'm like, how fucking big is this cake with 14 <laughs> eggs in it? Um, so I found, I found a reasonable facsimile, but was more with like two giant, you know, cake pan sized cookies and then like a cream filling with Oreo cookies crushed into it. It was pretty good, but it was very different than what I was expecting. Um, so was it actually cake like? No, it was like a, the, the cook, the one they make in the video is, does end up being two, two, like 
cakes that, you know, they put Oreo stuff in the middle. But the one I made turned out to be like, it was a different recipe and it was cookies. They were like hard cookies, but the size of a cake pan. Nice. Well, everything about biscuits. that sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is pretty good. It is, you know, so I have, long story short, I have been baking more. I've also been delving into a, a cookbook that I have for the kids to like kind of sneak vegetables into things. Um, but instead of sneaking, I'm just like, okay, so we're going to cook something out of it. You guys pick whatever sounds good to you and then we're going to make it and you're going to see how it tastes good, even though it has like a cup of, you know, a quarter cup of cauliflower puree or whatever in it. And it's been working. But this is not a baking podcast, so. Oh, no. But Karen, I have a story for you later. Don't let me forget. Okay. (laughs) Uh, With the kids, we have been continuing Cora. We're, what, in season four now, honey? Middle of season four? We're in the end game now. We're in the end game now. (laughs) How does it feel? Uh, It feels good. Um, The last one we watched was the clip show one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which I have to say is like the best clip show episode of anything I've ever seen. I don't remember that anymore. Oh, no. Um, yeah. That was, uh, it was the one where, I mean, like it started off with the uh, Amako telling stories about his love life with Korra and uh, Prince Wu was like interrupting all the time and that was kind of cute. And then the uh, second one was Korra talking to talking Asami. Talking to Asami, yeah. And that was all right. You know, it was a recap yeah. sounded an awful lot like her just talking to the tv but then the last one was Varric telling the story and ah. like had the 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 villains from all the different seasons they got their voice actors back to do these phone calls and they were talking about how season two tarlock was boring and nobody liked him and <laughs> <laughs> it's just great and how do you feel about Varric? i i mean i I enjoy watching him. I still don't know if I can trust him. <laughs> we're not. It, it, yeah, we're 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 there. Here, here's where we are. Um, he and Bolin escaped uh, because the, he accidentally invented the spirit vine weapon when he was trying to do something else. And Kuvira's mm-hmm. like, "Cool, you made a giant laser, make me more." And he's like, "I have this thing called a conscience now. I think, and I'm not too fond of it, but." Uh, it's telling me that I should probably not make a giant super weapon for you, so uh, I'm not gonna. And then, you know, they uh, escaped. And, and then, then Julie betrayed him. Yep, yep, yep. And that that's where we are, so. Uh, okay. <laughs> I can't say anything. So we'll, I literally yeah, can't we'll say just, anything. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. It's a good show. It's a good it show. It's a good show. Okay. Yeah, every time the kids pick that as what they want to do, I'm like, okay, great, cool, awesome. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. Good Finish quality it so, family time. So I, I like can, it. Yeah, I need final. I need final thoughts. So get get to it. Get crackle. Really, really looking forward to uh, watching Avatar with her next. Yes. <laughs> if that's where we go, but uh, just it, with this knowledge, I, I just feel like at this point, like if I'm going to watch Avatar, like you and I are going to need to make that one of our shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not opposed to necessarily. I mean, the kids would probably be cool with watching it again. They've probably forgotten most of it. I know, but I feel like there's other things we want to move them on to. Like you were talking about wanting to get John on Ban- Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a, something. I don't I don't see that one sticking quite as well, especially with, with Ellie. Um, cause there's nothing, there's nothing funny really 
right. like, like Ellie really show. Ellie quotes Varric. I mean <laughs> Ellie <laughs> Ellie really? finds oh a my lot God. of comedy I'm in, so proud in of this her. show. And uh, I love your Ellie, Ellie, Ellie is the one who usually pushes to watch Legend of Korra, and she she thinks it's really funny. And like in Avatar: The Last Airbender, she really caught on to to King Boomy and like wanted to watch <laughs> that episode over and over. It's like she likes the comedy in that. So when I think about, <laughs> I'd like to move them on to like maybe we'll watch Clone Wars or maybe we'll watch Batman the Animated Series. Like that stuff's not going to stick. It's mm. they're not going to want to keep going through it because it's not like John would probably dig it, but I, I still don't even think they're really quite old enough to really like Clone Wars, you know? Yeah. Because that's that show is really about following a narrative and there is a decent amount of that in Korra and Avatar, but they have so much more levity than Clone Wars. That's very fair. And they're better to look at than Clone Wars because as much as I I love that show ultimately, it's very ugly. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hear Ellie go, Bolin, do the thing. Oh my God. I never had to tell Julie the thing. <laughs> They're always telling each other to do the thing. We were downstairs in the basement cleaning up, and John kept telling, telling Ellie to do the thing. <laughs> please, please send me a video of that. Please. I'll try to get it. I'll try to uh, capture it. Oh my God. That is my favorite thing I've ever heard a parent say about their child. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Chris, what about you? Well, uh, I have put some more effort into... I can't remember if this started last time we were on the show, but uh, I, I wanted to put some effort into actually being a hockey fan, uh, specifically a Flyers <laughs> oh, no. fan. Can we move um, on? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sports. Fun, fun story. So, uh, we, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it tends to be on a lot at night when I'm recording, so mm -hmm. I haven't been able to watch too many games uh, I very much enjoyed the ones that I've been watching. Um, but so we got direct TV for Karen so that she could watch all of the Steelers games. So hooray for that. So I watched a couple of games of uh, the Flyers and that all worked out pretty great. And then uh, my mom and sister are the big Flyers fans. And you know, my, we had my mom over for a game one night and it was really cool. It was just really nice to sit with my mom and watch hockey. It was just a really nice thing to do. And uh, so we made a plan for them to come over on uh, Saturday night and watch the Flyers game, her and my sister. And so they came over and we didn't get the game because Comcast actually shuts out all the Flyers games on anything mm. except Comcast. Uh, wow. Which then my sister told me a story about when she was in the hospital and uh, she paid for the NHL package through DirecTV and even that wasn't enough to get Flyers games because Comcast, like, no, if you don't have Comcast, you aren't allowed to watch <laughs> hockey. <laughs> if you oh, live in the, the Philadelphia worst. area and you like the Flyers, we own your sport. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it's brutal. Like, because we got the NFL package. Like, okay, we paid for the NFL package so we can see every game. There is no such thing as a see every hockey game package. It doesn't exist because of Comcast. <laughs> hate those guys so this evening there was a game of the flyers versus the devils and a lot of my friends are devils fans and have come to enjoy the fact that i am making an effort at being involved in hockey and so uh, i went to try and catch a little bit of the game before uh you know before the kids went to bed and uh it was blocked again so 
apparently there will be very few hockey games that I'm actually able to watch. So while you guys were talking, I have the NHL app going where I could see the scores, and the Flyers just won. So hooray. Congrats, I guess. (laughs) Go hockey. (laughs) I enjoy gritty, and that is the extent of my hockey interest. I don't know what that is. I used to go gritty the the flyers mascot that orange yeah. hideous orange oh, thing with the googly eyes did not know that it had a name yeah <laughs> its name is gritty i mean and really what else could its name possibly be very true <laughs> solid <laughs> solid point <laughs> so you know that that was kind of fun um yeah we've been watching more cora with the kids i haven't been watching a whole lot of tv outside of um let's see we tried the first episode of disenchantment and I was also particularly exhausted that day, so I fell asleep for some of it. But it's uh, Se- yeah, a new season. We got done with that first episode, and we were like, "This is a weird show." Yeah, and Wait, uh, I, the, the new season, season yeah. three. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. I went looking for that today, and I didn't see that it was out yet. So. Yeah, it dropped uh, like a week or two ago. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we watched the first episode of it, and it was certainly interesting. But I was too tired to follow it, and then like I was out. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if the last two seasons are any indication. It'll be like relatively meandering, and then extremely interesting right at the end, which is what happened with both seasons one and two. So I don't know. Um, so I've also been kind of inundated with work lately so i've been trying to do that while uh watching background stuff mm-hmm. so uh we've done a couple of nights of you know, great british great british bake-off and uh it crowd which has really grown on me over time it's a uh, it's it's never going to be like my favorite show ever but it's it's really comforting and i i am very it's, amused it is a show. soothing show yeah it's it's that, that's some real quality tv right there yeah, the uh, the last dealer game of the playoffs, they spectacularly imploded, and I was watching the game by myself. Chris was busy doing something else, and I told him what happened, and he sent me the gif from IT Crowd of, did you see that ludicrous display last night? And I was like, <laughs> he's using it. <laughs> That's so fantastic. <laughs> Oh, um, I've been, uh, I have been obsessively continuing to watch the, uh, documentary YouTube series, uh, from Jeremy Parrish video works, which is, this is my second time through it. Uh, and it's ridiculous to say that because there's so very much of it, but it's so fascinating. It's a, a an individual game by game breakdown of an entire platform's library. Uh, and what's that? Interesting. I yeah, it's. It's been going on for quite a long time, and he's kind of restructured it a lot. To um, so he started off doing uh, Game Boy and NES, and those two happened at you know pretty different times. You know, NES started in like eighty five, eighty six, and then the Game Boy started in eighty nine. And he did more Game Boy than anything else. And the Game Boy, he was like, "Well, I'm doing all releases Japanese and American, and NES, I'm only doing this." And then he jumped around to some other platforms, and he's recently kind of unified things in um where he's doing like all right now i'm going all the way back to the beginning of nes and i'm not redoing those episodes but i'm doing episodes that are about the other platforms that existed at the time to put these things into historical context and that's the thing that i really love about this show is that it's not just a little it's not like a fan thing like and this game was cool because blah 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 it's it puts them into historical perspective of the evolution of how games were made and okay. what inspired those games to exist 
uh, where did they draw inspiration from on the games that came previously and, and all that other kind of really, really fascinating and fascinating stuff. Um, so he put a, a playlist up on his YouTube channel. That's uh, his video work series in chronological order. So <laughs> it's like anytime there was another episode thrown in there, it's it's shoved in chronologically where that thing released, even if it was made like five years later. So it's just been a really fascinating rewatch for me. And I think I'm in 1987 NES by now. Uh, I don't know. It's just something I keep on in the background at all times. And I always glean new little bits, tidbits of information. And I'm also... I got sucked into this thing and then I got the uh, marketing job that I got through Stone Age Gamer and mm -hmm. I actually reached out to Jeremy Parrish to see if there was something that we could do to help and we uh, gave him we gave him a, a, an Everdrive, a couple Everdrives and I donated a bunch of empty boxes for him uh, through, through Game Boy Works uh, just because I just gave them to him for free because I'm a fan and it kind of Nice. <laughs> it, was, it was funny because he uh I, I he posted somewhere on twitter that because what he does is he tries to track down all these things that he gets so he can take actual photographs of the real packaging and not just source images from the internet so sometimes he borrows but a lot of time he spends the money he gets through his, his patreon page to actually track down and buy like purchase these games and he posted about how hard it was to find game boy games on twitter one day and i was like hey um I have a whole lot of Game Boy boxes. Uh, what are you missing? And so he sent me this like gigantic spreadsheet that he has of like all the games that exist and what can, you know, what parts of it he has, presumably to scare me off. <laughs> and, uh, and you said, he was like, I mean, look, if you got a couple milk. of these things laying around, that'd be great, but these are pretty hard to find. Oh, and so I God. sent him like 60 game boxes. Like I had a lot that he was looking for. And like this stuff, I probably could have sold eventually, but I would personally rather see it go to this series because it's 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 real historical documentation of video game history, which is fascinating to me. So I sent him all that stuff and he was like, what the hell? <laughs> this this is a lot. Are you sure about this? I was like, hell yeah, I'm sure about this. You put them in a bed. They've been sitting in my closet for like a, more than a decade. This is a better use for them than I'll ever have. So... No, that made me really happy, and none of those episodes have happened yet because a lot of the stuff was later Game Boy stuff, which is actually pretty hard to find. But that's been that's that's been the primary uh, watching for me, with the exception of, uh -oh. of course, Wandavision. Yes, mm -hmm. okay. we purposely so, watched what we watched because we knew you would want to talk about it. <laughs> except we did, we didn't watch the most recent episode. Not yet. No. Oh, so you're only two episodes in? Yeah. Correct. Oh man. Yeah. I was it's say. interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's I admire their dedication to this bit. <laughs> <laughs> it is a definite slow burn. Yeah, um, they have put a lot of fans off from having those first two episodes be like ninety eight percent old Nick at Night sitcom and two percent. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Really? Only two percent? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I would say like I would because everything else is like here's some weird like really on the same page as stuff like Bewitched. Like right. it's just bizarre, right? It was Bewitched and, and I Love Lucy. I think they were ripping off the first one, right? 
the well the new the the third episode is bewitched uh the first and second ones were some i love lucy and some the dick van dyke show Uh, that's what it was yeah well the Um, second one had the animated opening just like bewitched though like literally like shot yeah like the some of the yeah some of the imagery was bewitched and that's when he was a magician right yeah 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 that was so good oh my god there was a scene so i love Paul Bettany, correct? That's how you say his name? Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Um, but I've been a fan of him since A Knight's Tale. Mm-hmm. And when he is drunk, coming out on stage, <laughs> and he yells, I don't even know what he yells, but it was that voice yep. that so, it made my, it chills from A Knight's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> like, my oh, lords, ladies, and everyone else not sitting on a cushion. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, we have good. we have yet to watch episode three, so episode Still, I'm assuming there's no uh, answers yet. <laughs> ep- well, you're you're not getting any answers, but episode three is more considerably more cracks are starting to show. Okay. Like it's still very much a sitcom, but instead of being like ninety eight to two, it's more like eighty five or okay. uh, more like eighty nine percent sitcom. Right. Some so some cracks are starting to to, to slip through. But how many episodes I'm really is it supposed it. to be? Do we know? Nine. Oh, okay. Really? Not enough. <laughs> Either that or they're going to pick up quick. Well, I feel like, yeah, this may be kind of a slow burn thing. And then all of a sudden, because they are they're like you were saying, like, they, you know, the second episode ep- episode showed more cracks in it than the first one. And yeah, you know, it's it's definitely going to go. So, I mean, after watching the third episode, it was I, I feel like this show would have caught a lot more people if they had done the first three instead of the first two on the opening because the third episode was where you really get to see more of what you get a little bit more of a taste of what's going on and when i say like a taste i mean really just a very bare taste but enough enough to be like all right okay I mean, this is this isn't just a sitcom spoof, which is a really strange thing. It's also kind of interesting that this is how they're officially kicking off Phase Four. Like, this is yeah. a really ballsy move for them to kick off Phase Four with. I I didn't even realize that's how they were doing it. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. This I is mean, it's canon. Yeah, the so. first canon part of Phase Four, and ah, oh, boy, the the this. Because Phase 4 is going to have a lot to do with multiverse, clearly, since, you know, uh, all the rumors of what's happening in Spider-Man 3 and the title of the Doctor Strange movie is the Multiverse of Madness and Scarlet Witch is in it. So, like, they're doing multiverse stuff. And this is a really bold way of kicking off Phase 4. And I'm very, very interested to see where it's going. And... I I wish you guys had watched the third episode because there was a there was a there was a specific name drop in the third episode that made me really happy uh, because it's it's something that I feel has been very seriously lacking in any other appearances of Wanda. I don't know but, how Evan feels, but I'm okay with spoilers because I think I know what you're talking about. But everybody, oh yeah, Evan doesn't care about spoilers, yeah. and it really, it's not a t- it's not a huge spoiler. It's, it was more like a a, a sigh of relief. Um, it's uh, they they mentioned Pietro. Yep, because okay. I've been hearing and, people chatter about like which Pietro are they going to bring? 
who's it gonna be uh, it's, yeah i saw I'm that like, uh, yeah. like they could bring him back if they're, they're doing multiverse they they could do it that would be amazing i'd love to see it because i was super bummed when he died but uh yeah. the fact that they mentioned because they never mentioned him again no like he doesn't come up in any of her other appearances not that she has a lot of deep appearances where it would make a lot of sense for him to come up but then like this episode is about you know because uh the whole thing at the end where she was pregnant in the end of episode two so episode three is like well now we're now we're getting there and they get to the point where she she names she 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 gives a name and i'm like really we're not even gonna consider pietro for this and i understand that you know hawkeye kind of took that or whatever but whatever it's it's still i would think that that would have come up in conversation and then it didn't but then the fact that it didn't was brought up and that was cool mm-hmm yeah, I heard I heard chatter about that and like that's why I'm okay with the concept of spoilers on this because I really I like what was it there was a voice that was going Wanda who did this to you or who's doing this to you something who's uh-huh. doing this to you yeah who's doing this to you so like it's it, I'm kind of wondering what is it a uh, Tahiti was it yeah. oh yeah like I'm wondering if this is like something akin to that, and I I don't really know like where this is supposed to fall in line with the story. Other you said it's setting off the the fourth part of the phase four, yeah. Phase four, yeah. But um, what does that mean as far as timeline? Because it may be kicking it off, but I don't know exactly where this ties in. Cause the last thing I remember vision is dead. People disappeared mm-hmm. and then they came back. And that was the last Including thing. Including Wanda. I am. I, yeah. I'm firmly in. I believe the fact that vision is somehow alive in this situation is going to come up because I do think that this happens after infinity war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, if, if they're calling this the beginning of phase four, I don't think they're going to do a starting pre-infinity war or anything like that i i just don't see that happening well if they if they take any sort of reference from the source material wanda does break mentally yes she Mm -hmm. has a mental break and this really could be her break her her brain trying to rationalize all of the crap that she just went through and those outside voices or outside forces are the world that is now trying to get her out of whatever break whatever mental palace that she is in i will say that episode three sort of contradicts that okay there is something physical going on all right i am curious then uh to know one thing which would be like oh god i don't even know if i should be asking questions i feel like we should just watch and then then we'll watch it we got a day but yeah i'm just i'm like I'm just curious about because she can technically in the comics she's capable of bringing Vision back, isn't she? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's it. I just wanted to double check, make sure I remember. Her, things. She has the power to manipulate reality. So. Yeah, I mean, she eliminated mutants. <laughs> like yeah. the yeah. concept of mutants, with the exception of a handful. So, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know where this is going. I know they've really barely tapped into what she's actually capable of in the MCU. Uh, the strongest that she was was at that big last war with Thanos where she stood up to Thanos. <laughs> like yeah. she so probably would have done pretty well if she didn't get hit by something like, uh, 
yeah, this is all this is all super interesting. I am really into it. I I love how weird it is. I love that it is like it's unapologetic in trying to please everybody. Like it is not trying to be a crowd pleaser, and I love that about it. It's just like, nah, this is this is this is what we're doing. <laughs> if you're not okay with it, then you know we'll we'll see you for Cap the for Falcon and Winter Soldier in a couple of months. But for now, this is what we're doing, and enjoy. I'm okay with that too. Suck it up, Buttercup. You're gonna like it. Totally into it. They're doing a great job of nailing these sitcom genres too. That you know, the styling, the costumes, the hair, Mm -hmm. the sets, everything. Even the writing is like it's all spot on for whatever um, period it's trying to mimic. Uh, And I've also seen some things written that like. Uh, this show proves that Elizabeth Olsen is kind of wasted in f- previous MCU movies, which I kind of agree with. Like, yeah. she's an amazing actress. As long as she's not doing that fucking accent. <laughs> well, you know, they made her. <laughs> What's she going to do? That that whole bit with, you know, oh, she's European in that first episode with the dinner with the boss. <laughs> It was all that was all cracking me up. That I love great. that kind of old, old timey comedy stuff. It's it's a tradition. The greeting with the hands over the eyes. So mm-hmm. good. Guess who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I definitely it, I played a little on the feelings of nostalgia for the shows that I grew up watching because I did watch a lot of like Bewitched, I Dream of Jeannie, I Love Lucy. Like those were shows that were a big part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely enjoying the throwbacks to that. Oh, yeah, I'm in it for the ride too. I don't know where the fuck it's going, but I'm I'm down. I do think it's really cool that yeah, she has been effectively wasted in her previous. Uh, she hasn't had a very big or it was just a somewhat important role, but she's always felt like like a C list character. Mm-hmm. And to take that C list character and then put her in the forefront like this, I think it's a really interesting way of handling it. Agreed. Uh, that's just that that is one of the glorious things about the mcu is the way that it all weaves together and that they have these plans like they're gonna introduce somebody like scarlet witch and then like really just kind of sideline her and make her story seem like this somewhat unimportant thing and then she's gonna have her time and here we are and i can't wait to see where it all goes agreed all right, uh, that kind of wraps up the what we've been doing. Now uh, we're going to take ourselves a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to uh, talk about things that have been happening in the news. You're listening to this week's episode from Geekade.com. Stick around. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hello, nerds. This is Angie, your fellow podcaster, GeekAid staff member, and artist. Do you need presents for this holiday season? Do you need presents because 2020 sucked? I get it. I hear you. I'm here for you. Treat yourself and your loved ones to something special and check out my Etsy store. As an artist with over 10 years experience, I have a little bit of something for everyone. 
I have wood-burned ornaments, nerdy prints, and original comic art and portraits. Want a commission? I do those too. Go to etsy.com slash shop slash art of Angela or check out my website for samples of my work, commission info, and contact information at angelafernot.com. Shop small, think big. Want a discount? Use promo code GEEK for 15% off your orders on my Etsy shop. Hey folks, I'm Karen. You may know me as a writer for geekade.com or as a co-host of this week's episode podcast. But did you also know I make and sell all the handmade cross-stitch items available at Shoot the Moon Stitches? I have pieces for many different flavors of fandom, including Star Wars, Doctor Who, Supernatural, The Good Place, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and more. They make great decorations for your home or office and unique gifts for the geek who has everything. I also take commissions to make the perfect piece that suits your fandom and style. You can buy online or find me at your favorite local convention or offbeat art show. Visit Shoot the Moon Stitches on Etsy.com and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at STM Stitches for the latest updates and to see examples of my work. That's Shoot the Moon Stitches for all your handmade, geeky, snarky cross-stitch needs. GeekAid is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekaid.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, GeekAid is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we are back. Let's talk about some news, shall we? Let's see what's been going on in the world of TV news that we care about. You have to specify that we care about because... Not all of the news. It's very specific news. Yes. Yeah, it's an awful lot of news that we don't care about. All right, so let's see. First up, we have uh, we got a trailer for Disenchantment Part 3, uh, which we already kind of sort of talked about on the regular show. But Disenchantment is back. That is the Matt Groening animated series that is uh, really freaking weird. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not getting any less weird either. In nope. fact, I would say that Season 3 is even more re- weird than previous seasons, but... I forget. Have you guys watched the other seasons of this show? No. I watched a couple of episodes. Maybe I made it through the first. I feel like the last thing I saw was her falling off a cliff. And I don't remember when that was. Like, she jumped off of a cliff. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember when that was either. I remember that happening, but... So... Yeah, either way. it's The show is not as funny as I would want it to be. Um, but it is funny enough to keep going... And certainly has some very, very interesting moments. I feel like I have a memory of season two being like every other episode was kind of hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 tracks with me. <laughs> that plays out. Got it. I know I've seen this show, but apparently it was not memorable for me at all. Well, when I first watched it, it I wanted it to be the level of comedy of Futurama, and it was not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a different show than and- Futurama. I mean, even like, even like, I know it's like time periods and whatnot, but like, it wasn't f- as funny for me, at least. So, I, I it, it didn't even seem like it was trying to go for the same humor. Like, it, it's definitely Matt Groening's style, but mm-hmm. it's really going for more of a 
fantasy with a dash of humor and a whole lot of weirdness instead of like great sci-fi comedy yeah. like Futurama is. There is no Zoidberg on this show. <laughs> Zoidberg is the best. All right, nothing else so really much. to say about that. So uh, last oh time God. we spoke, so hold on, uh, wait about... a second. Zoidberg comment, Angela. Like I don't know, two weeks ago, she asked me if I remember. Do I know who Zoidberg is, and if I could do the voice? And I went, I have no idea. I've never tried to do Zoidberg. And I looked at her and went, <clears throat> Why not Zoidberg? And I said that was perfect for the first time I've ever done that. It was. He was literally like walking by the room, and all of a sudden, he just turned and did it, and I lost it. I just. I didn't even know how to handle it. I was like, "Yes, this is why I'm marrying you." All right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the last uh, we 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 spoke about the Mandalorian, and it was teased teased at the very end of it, the Book of Boba Fett, and we shortly thereafter learned more about that show. Uh, that uh, according to Star the Star Wars Twitter account, the Book of Boba Fett, a new original series starring Timora Morrison and Ming-Na Wen, an executive produced by Jon Favreau, Dave Filoni, and Robert Rodriguez, set within the timeline of The Mandalorian, is coming to Disney Plus December 2021. Sign me up. Yeah. I'll yeah, this is very lovely Ming-Na Wen, I'm in. Let's do it. I am so glad they brought her back, and I'm so angry at myself for not seeing that coming. <laughs> I know, right? When I when she was in that first up ep- that season one episode, and I was like, "That's it? Like that's all we get of her? Like this seems like seriously underusing somebody." You're gonna put Ming Na in Star Wars and kill her like that? <laughs> What? You're gonna no. do her like that? That's not. Right. I was I was so upset because she was perfect. Yeah, and she's uh, well, the, no, she's she's fine because it's Star Wars and uh, True. having Tamora Morrison because um, he was he was good he was good in a bad movie you know and he wound up being great playing Boba Fett. I really liked him in uh, in in Mandalorian. Really really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm very curious to see a Boba Fett show, which is pretty neat. Um, yeah. It's all I mean, tying in with this whole interconnected Star Wars universe thing that I'm super duper into because it's uh, it's approaching it, it it's approaching it in such a good way. And I, I did already did a whole rant on this, so I won't dive back in. But I am very excited for the future of Star Wars. Very, very, very excited. Hey, Chris. Hey. You excited about Star Wars? Yeah, a little. you know maybe a tiny bit Ah, okay uh moving on the next story comes to us via cbr.com rumor Kristen ritter in talks to return as jessica jones for disney plus's she hulk series give it to me now (laughs) yeah you beat me to that this was actually a link that i was like i'm gonna drop this and then i opened the chat and i was like So let's be let's be real for a second. It is comic book resources, so we're, grain of salt. Um, Take it with a bowl of ramen. Okay, listen, listen. Anything, any news coming out of the MCU, you yeah. don't know whether to believe it or not because, like, I've seen denials that then turned out later to be true, yes, and yes, I've seen yes. rumors that look at the turned out to be not. Yes, it exactly. was like, hey guys, this is happening. Wait, just kidding. Oh no, we we were right the first time. What? There was also some news in like in the since our last episode about Chris Evans returning as Captain America in some form, and that's a rumor. And he's like, 
I don't know what they're talking about. And I'm like, you Bullshit. know what, Chris Evans? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. Okay. We're Same talking about the studio Game of that Thrones cut when it was like, no, 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 Kit Harrington's definitely off the show. And then it was like, he cut his hair and everything. That means something. <sighs> yeah, it means he has to put on a wig. Yeah. But, I mean, remember when they were doing trailers for Infinity War and stuff and they had like, they made fake scenes or like cut characters out of scenes so that nobody would know what was happening. Like these people are real good at the misdirection game. So yeah, yeah. whatever, here's, either here's way, the, the facts of they're, it, no, go Net- ahead. Netflix still owns those characters up until it depends on where they went. It's either February when the show was canceled or June when it aired, which is Jessica Jones was the first, I think Jessica Jones and Punisher were the first ones to be canceled, but then subsequently aired at different times, later times. So they can't, Disney can't do anything with them yet because Jessica Jones was the first one to to mm-hmm. be officially canceled. Right. Um, but, but those it, shows are still a ways off. And yes. that's probably yeah. why it's a rumor and not like confirmed news. Right. But there's been several rumors revolving around these characters from these relatively beloved Netflix series making a return in some way, shape or form, including uh, the rumor that um, Matt Murdock is going to be Spider-Man's lawyer mm-hmm. in Spider-Man three played by uh, uh, Charlie, what, Charlie, Cox. Charlie Cox. Yeah. And not, for I nothing. would just die, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But the thing too, if you look like at all the interviews, you know, everybody's saying never say never, never say never. Like everybody's into it. Kristen Ritter loved the role. Like Charlie Cox loved the role. Everybody is, is definitely like down to be involved. I literally think the only thing that would stop it at this point would be legal stuff. And um, I'm, I'm curious to see how Jessica Jones, like how much of a role she would have in a show like this, but whatever, give me everything. I'm I'm down. So the question yeah. is, if okay. they absorb these characters into the MCU, will you then rewatch Iron Fist? <sighs> Did you really have season to- two? Yes. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll I'll rewatch season two. I will never watch season one again. All right. <laughs> season two was decent. Was was decent. Borderline damn good tv i will never watch season one of that show again it was schlock but if they do bring these characters back what's neat about them is unlike agents of shield that really just can't possibly really mesh with the mcu because it it just took some weird ass liberties um like it was first it was like really tied into the mcu and then it was like well, maybe kind of not. Uh, MCU adjacent. <laughs> we're, we're MCU adjacent, and then by the end, it was like this. No, this absolutely makes no sense for none of these none of these characters in the actual movies to to know that Coulson is alive at this point. And the whole thing with the the, the Inhumans really was the thing that really just threw everything off to the side. Like that was a world changing event that's never even sniffed in the movies. So. <laughs> Yeah, that show really just doesn't work, but Agent Carter does. Agent Carter totally fits in the MCU, and these shows do too, even though they're they they don't really touch on the the big world ending stuff like uh like the snap and but whatnot. They but did, they were they on during the snap. That's the thing. You mm. could I think they were technically taking place during it, maybe. But I remember they uh, call, kept you, calling the 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 aliens out of the sky the event. Yeah, yeah, and they were talking about the first Avengers. Uh, movie, so I don't know. I I think I think it fits. I think it fits. Oh, just definitely. Fine. Fit. Yes. They so fit. yeah, 
if they get these and they wind up on Disney Plus and just being officially and they folded will into the because MCU. like you guys are saying oh you know this and that and th- there could be legal stuff you know what solves legal stuff money who yeah. has a lot of money Disney, yeah. Disney. <laughs> they don't have enough to keep Spider Man forever because Sony will never ever let that go yeah but Sony's not Netflix. Yeah, Sony's Sony's not Netflix, but that that's the part about the MCU that kills me more than anything is like we keep winding up on this knife's edge of Spider-Man who is now so completely woven into the MCU just never getting another movie again because and what the hell's going on with Morbius? Is it in the MCU or not? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I just want to let you go off on this rant. I don't want to see that movie. I don't think it looks very good, but but I will it, end up watching. It. Like I didn't, I I didn't watch the second Amazing Spider-Man movie, but I feel like I kind of have to now if uh, Jamie Foxx's uh, Electro was going to be in the new Spider-Man movie. So I feel like I should kind of be caught up to an extent on that. I didn't watch uh, Venom because I just didn't Venom, think it looked very Venom, good. But Venom. you know, is that going to be a tied in in some way shape or form because that apparently is connected to the morbius movie which had spider-man posters in the background in the trailer and freaking michael keaton showed up as his as tombs so what the hell just watch them all chris yeah it's chris fine. what are you doing just, just watch just them all. shut up your face and watch them yeah get on top of that with all that time i don't have listen you and your freaking standards over here okay <laughs> Picking and choosing comic book movies to watch. I know. Come on. And it's all Marvel. Like, what are you doing? Kind of. I cannot wait for the X-Men to be a part of this. Oh, I... Please, don't even. I've been waiting. Ryan Reynolds is. I need this. I need this. I need Marvel to do X-Men and do it right. I I, I need it. I'm totally fine with them taking their time to do it. Like, right now they're doing all this multiverse stuff. Cool. Have fun with it. Yep. Bring the X-Men in when you're ready to yep. and do it in a way that makes sense. Because it's not like this isn't like that Spider-Man thing where it was like, and now we ha- we, we've we written in this option to throw him into Civil War and we have him. So let's do it. Right. Right. X-Men, they're like, we own this now and we'll do it whenever the hell we want. Right. There's no timeline. There's no making deals. It's like, this is ours again. So Just do that, in my lifetime. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, really, so you- in my lifetime. And I think it's a good idea to hold hold that card because they got a lot going on right now and they're yeah. introducing Eternals and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, play those cards and because you're not you're not doing comic books where you're just drawing these characters where Iron Man can be alive for 150 years and it's like, "Nah, he's only been he's only in his like mid 40s." Like, no, these actors are going to age out of these roles eventually. So, you're going to have to start cycling through the near bottomless well of Marvel characters that you have. So, as we move on and change different characters, change where the focus of the MCU is, then eventually we'll get to Magneto and the X-Men and stuff. Although there's been rumors that we might get here about Wander and Pietro's parentage. <laughs> Maybe it's Eric Lynch. I don't, don't know. even tease. Oh my God, so my so favorite fan theory so far, especially now it's, it's coming up again, seeing as uh, the next Deadpool movie has been announced for <laughs> to be officially part of the MCU. Yes, which is fantastic to me. Um, I want Deadpool kills the X-Men universe where Ryan Reynolds goes through the old Oh my Fox god, that would be so and good. And kills them all. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> and then just go we get in to and kill that entire universe. Yep. That's my favorite. I want that to be a thing. Yeah. I mean, I would I support it. 
I know Hugh Jackman will be on board because he and Ryan Reynolds are mortal enemies. I love that, so <laughs> that would be wonderful. How awesome would that be? Anywho, okay. Anywho, next. All right, next next news story. Uh, somebody's gonna have to explain this to me. Uh, this comes to us from Deadline. Law and Order SVU turns to a dark Broadway for job hunting actors. I love this. Mm-hmm. I love this. Karen. Yeah, basically that you know, Law and Order is one of the biggest games going in New York television, and they have all the COVID nineteen protocols in place, and they're churning out their usual amount of stuff, and they need people. And there is no shortage of trained actors out of work in New York right now um, in the form of Broadway performers. And so I think it's really cool that the uh, the showrunners of Law & Order are doing their best to hire as many of them as they can. They've, you know, they've got some, some notable names, like the, the guy who was the lead of Beetlejuice. Um, but... I think they're just going for anybody, chorus line, whoever. Just you know, you know stand here, say this word, say this line, like wear this cop outfit, like, mm-hmm. and then you get a check, and then you can eat and and yeah. keep your benefits. That and was keep a your huge, benefits. That, that yeah. was a, like towards they, the end of yeah. the article. Like they're doing this at a specific time because after a certain time frame, if they don't work, they lose their bennies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to clarify for anyone who doesn't know or doesn't want, you know, if you want the cliff notes of this, basically the reason this is so significant is because it's quoted in the article that uh, while the average unemployment rate is eight and a half percent among actors, it's 52 percent. So clearly there is a need. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, and it, it, of course, it it makes sense to some degree. But I think when everybody's just sitting home binging other stuff or like things that had been been filmed before 2020, or even the things that have since been filmed during 2020, it's kind of easy to lose perspective on how hard that industry has been hit. Yeah. And apparently Law & Order SVU is one of the few shows that is solely filmed in New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Law & Order has always been really good on, good at that, too. Like, the original Mothership series was like, no, we're going to do this in New York, even when contemporaries, like, NYPD Blue were <laughs> not filmed in New York. Filmed in L.A. Yeah. near you. No. Oh. And uh, I was, I miss Law and Order. I miss that show so freaking much. I wish they would bring back the original Law and Order, and I cannot believe they haven't done it yet. Like, come on, NBC, what are you waiting for? It. You they just have to make. You, you to don't have to do any podcast. story tie-ins. It's just Law and Order. Just do that again. Ah, whatever. <laughs> this news is making me mad. Making me mean mad. All right. Uh, so that's wonderful news uh, for for Law and Order and for the actors of new york city so let's move on to a story from variety uh that says that ethan hawk joins moon knight series at disney plus evan what does this mean it means well he's been cast as an unknown character we don't know who he's playing right now but it's a major role so everybody's guessing that he's going to be the villain um nobody knows which villain it is there's a couple of i think sun god or yeah sun god sun king i'm trying to remember uh Bushman, like there's a couple of weird ones. But right, what, it's not Bushmaster. I Bushmaster. heard somebody say like it can't be Bushmaster because they did that already. Right. What I'm guessing at, and this would make me so happy, is that he plays Jack Russell. Now, the first appearance of Moon Knight is in Werewolf by Night, mm-hmm. and Werewolf by Night is a werewolf, and his real name was Jack Russell. Yes, <laughs> like the dog. 
And that was the first <laughs> villain that he fought. And Jack Russell really wasn't a villain. It was just a character. But that's where... And I want to see Ethan Hawke turn into a werewolf to then fight Moon Knight. Like, that would make me happy. It's not going to happen. I don't know who he's going to play. But it's Ethan Hawke, and he's got some bona fides to him, so... I'm happy. Whatever happens, you'll be happy because it's, <laughs> it's fucking, fucking Moon Knight. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't imagine them. I can't imagine you not being happy with this. I, it's just, it's just pissing me off that it's taken so long. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Evan wants this yesterday. So, we shall see. We shall. All right. Uh, next up, I found this on the uh, official Muppets Twitter account. I, I love this. They teased some big news for Muppet fans. And uh, the big news was, and I quote, play the music, light the lights. All five seasons of The Muppet Show are coming exclusively to Disney Plus. Uh, February 19th. Perfect. This is fantastic. I have a little bit of uh, nervousness that I didn't was wasn't hit with immediately. Like first off, I was like, "Yay, it's all yay, all right, go team!" And then a bunch of people were like, "Okay, but how much of it are they going to cut out mm. uh, through any sort of you know copyright or, or legal things?" Uh, I don't know, but I'm going to assume that at least the Star Wars episode should be fine. <laughs> and that was the one that was holding up the DVD sets back in the day. So. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm tentatively very excited about this. I hope they're all they're all like there and preserved in good quality. The the little trailer that they showed look real looks real nice. We have the first, I think, three seasons on DVD that they released, but I don't think they ever released the last seasons on DVD. I believe you're right about that. So I don't know, man. That's that. Disney has not known what to do with the Muppets since they got them. Like they had yeah, that one so breakout true. hit movie that was, you know, <laughs> let's get the band back together again, again, again. And it was great. And then like they followed it up with a movie that was uh, apparently we didn't even see it. Like apparently it was all right, but it didn't really take off. And then they did that show on ABC that was way more missed than hit. And uh, what is this new one they've got on on Disney Plus right now that nobody's the Muppets now? Nobody's talking about it because it's like they keep trying to do weird stuff with the Muppets. And what you do with the Muppets is the Muppet show. Like, just just do the Muppet show. Stop trying to turn it into like a talk show or or a reality show or something else. Like, just you got to start from scratch at some point. You got to be like, okay, well, what did boil it down to what worked? Like like they did with Mandalorian. What works about Star Wars? This. All right, find somebody who understands this property and tell them to go. And that's what they need to do. And it's not like there's a shortage of people who understand the Muppets out there, but for some reason, Disney just can't seem to get this right. So hopefully this is the start of something really good for the Muppets brand going forward, because I'd hate to see these characters continue to languish in the weird state that they're in. I'm looking up the Muppet Show on on DVD situation. <laughs> I'll never forget the the adamant the the hatred that Chris had for the geeky Muppet that showed up on oh, that one. God, that that was putrid, absolute swill. <clears throat> yeah, looks like they only released on DVD seasons one through three, and uh, four and five have been languishing in the uh, <clears throat> in the world in the ether. But Since now then. they are free. They will be in the Disney. Now they are free. They will. They will be on the Disney Plus. 
Oh. I, I like and this is just a little quick commentary on the, the the joys of Twitter is like one of the first comments I saw and I was like, oh, cool. Let's just trap this show behind a paywall. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? This show was never free. They're putting stuff that's never been available <laughs> on a platform for you. What is wrong with people? The Internet. Oh, no, it's on a subscription service. Well, you know, it's better than not being anywhere, which is which is where it was before. It's got another like 30, 40, 50 years before it becomes into the public domain, buddy. So uh, settle down. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of like a you get this or you don't. What would you rather have? Because I'm, I'm with Chris on this. It's not even a huge paywall because Disney used to do that thing with their their movies and throw it in a vault. Put it in the vault. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like this is just available now. And like. Why, if you don't have Disney Plus at this point, and you're mad about the Muppets not being available to you, why don't you have Disney Plus? Yeah, like, it's not like it's a crazy expensive service, and <laughs> especially if you have children. There's a lot of really good programming on there. <sighs> a side note: I just got an email from Netflix. Our subscription went up another again, fourteen bucks a month. Like, just going to mention hell, that. Yeah. <laughs> How much is uh, Disney Plus? For me, free. Yeah, because you have Verizon, yeah. right? The first year's free. Okay. I don't know what the subscription is, but yeah, Netflix. Uh... And I I actively pay for Netflix, and do, I don't use it. I Yeah, I'm the one and who And you uses barely it. use it. Disney I mean, Plus is six ninety nine a month or $70 for a year. Yeah. And is that just Disney Plus? Is that the, is that the service that had the Hulu and the ESPN? Or is that- oh, uh, Hulu and ESPN, that goes to twelve ninety nine a month. Okay. So for all, that's a lot. Like that's that's. What are you doing, <laughs> yeah, Netflix? Disney, Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN for twelve ninety nine a month for less than just Netflix. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty decent deal. We use it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's if you. I I don't know. Anyway, moving on from that, but yeah, yeah. Netflix is getting more expensive, and Disney and Hulu is currently not. So there you go. Speaking of Netflix, Segway. Hey. Segway. What's the next story? Uh, okay, Bridgerton. Uh, Deadline.com uh, reports that Bridgerton renewed by Netflix. Uh, season two subject and start of production confirmed. Big surprise. A show on Netflix was a gigantic cultural phenomenon, and uh, they renewed it for more episodes. Yes. Very exciting. Very happy to hear. This uh, is based on a book series, and there's like a whole bunch of them, so this show could go keep going for a while without even straying from the source material. Um, but they did a cute little announcement on the, I think it was on the Netflix Twitter account. Um, they, there's a central figure in uh, season one, which is a, a gossip columnist, basically, that nobody knows her real identity. And so the announcement for season two was written as like a uh, an update from this this mysterious woman. <laughs> nice, That's cute. That's very very so, cute. Yeah, like I can confirm that the, the Duke and Duchess of uh, whatever the hell Hastings um, will be, you know, returning for another social season. It was really cute. And they revealed actually who who the uh, it's Lady Whistledown is the character. They revealed who Lady Whistledown is at the very end of uh, season one. So I'm excited to see more now that I know who it is. Don't worry, you only have to wait a year. I know I have to wait a year for everything. So yeah. I, I'm a Doctor Who fan. I'm used to waiting. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fair. I can't even argue that. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? I'm kind of surprised that there was Who News that didn't hit our, that we didn't post. Was that real news or was that something that I, like, that was fake? What, what was the Who News? That Jody's leaving? Yeah. That's not real. Okay. It is unconfirmed reports. Okay. It's, it's, oh. it's from a garbage source. Is it and not real or are there, you just fighting it mentally? No, <laughs> no I mean, said that. It, there, there's no credible source. Okay. All right. There have Good been rumors saying that since she, she took, the role. took the role. Like, oh, she's already leaving because, you know, SJWs and raw. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. Um, I will say, though, having watched as much IT crowd as we have lately, there is a fan campaign to have Richard Iowata be the next doctor, and I'm totally fucking on board with that. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would, I would, watch, I would watch that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, me, me three. Wait, okay, which, oh. who is that? Which character is that? I don't know. Moss. Moss oh, fuck yeah. yeah, I hoped you were saying that. Okay. Yeah. With the same hair, too. I want that hair yeah. style. Uh, only if, yeah, only if it's like that. <laughs> no. But yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of really good ideas, uh, this comes to us from HollywoodReporter.com. Harry Potter live-action TV series and early development in HBO Max. Now, this is like super Ooh. early. Yeah. But... This is how you do that. Like, my problem with the movies as they went on was that they kind of started feeling like checklists. Like, mm -hmm. all right, we have this much time and this much book to cover. So we got to do this scene and this scene and this scene. And they didn't really seem to think about how do we make them all fit together in a movie. And it just felt like a checklist and there's all this stuff left out. And doing a TV series for Harry Potter, that is the way to do it. Mm -hmm. That is like... And you, you can keep that stuff going for as long as you need to, as long as the, the you know, you, you do it in a timely manner so the kids don't age out of the roles. But it yeah, could man, be like it could be a magical version of um, the, oh, the Zach Morris show. Fuck. Say by the bell. Please no. I did. I, I, I did see this one great idea that if it wasn't going to be like just a straight adaptation of the books, that what they should do is uh, uh, Harry Potter Cobra Kai and do like a, a washed up Draco Malfoy and, and, and see what his story is. Oh my God. Okay. That I'd actually watch. <sighs> right. I would watch the hell out of that. I, I would actually give that a chance. As I would long also as someone really at watch... least kicks Draco's ass a little bit. Cause he was such a shit. <laughs> but I would also very much watch a just, redoing of that that's that, that story material because as much as i like especially the first couple of movies are really good at what they did and the casting was great but well the, the casting was great for everyone except dumbledore and i love michael gammon but his dumbledore was not at all what i pictured in the book yeah but, same i I, th I thought his appearance was great but his acting was not what i expected like i expected a, a more energetic uh, he was so calm, you just, know, like, yeah, in, like in, the, in the books, he's like super calm. He's like super chill about when he's interrogating Harry about like, who put your name in the, who put your name in the gobble, gobble of fire. I think they say in the book, like specifically, it's like, yo, Harry, who did it? Come on, yeah, but me. he had, he Dumbles. had this like, like mischievous, he had this like mischievous He did not say Dumbles. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michael Gammon's all like, oh, but where are the other drugs going? Like, he was going full Batman. Like he was all over him and shaking him around like, <laughs> swear to me. me. <laughs> it's just, swear to me, Harry. 
we broke Angie. <laughs> I want that t-shirt. <laughs> Swear to be Harry. <laughs> oh I, do I don't know. I, I love the idea. of. The, I, I feel like I've even said it on the show, but I've been saying it for a while, that that is a property that needs to be done in this. Because you know, when the Harry Potter movies were happening, this kind of TV wasn't a thing, you know? Mm. They didn't really do this. But then you know, Game of Thrones and uh, the event TV with the really interconnected and high production values, like this really became a thing. And that's the medium for a- adapting book series like this. Yes. Oh yeah, I just I'm think on board with it. it, it uh, that's the best way to do it. Especially because anything that gives me more of the universe, like I was actually having a conversation about this recently. Like, I loved the Harry Potter movies, not necessarily because they were good. In fact, I haven't even seen all seven. I really had my attachments to the first ones that had more to do with Hogwarts because that was the first time that you got to see all of those incredible things that you kept imagining in your head realized in front of you. And I thought they did such a superb job of making most of it come to life in a way that was just as vivid as I had it in my mind. Um, they really captured in my, in my opinion, a lot of the magic that I had thought in inside, like, like a lot of the magic that I felt was in the books. I felt like they were capturing that visually in the movies. And because I got to see that, that was really the appeal. Like, honestly, I could probably give a shit about most of the storylines cause they cut so much stuff out anyway for the movies. Um, it, but they wouldn't have to for a TV series. And yeah. it's HBO. Yeah. Like, we know they can pull this off. Do it. Make it happen. Please. I have, uh, I will say, devil's advocate, that I've seen some people being like, do not want. Um, and their reasoning is because a new Harry Potter show will um, then give more money to Joe Rowling. I knew you were going to go there. Yeah. And that's the other thing is I know a lot of people are going to be opposed to supporting anything that has JK Rowling's name attached to it. And since she still has complete ownership of everything, like I knew, I know people are going to go there and I can't even argue that perspective for the people who really hate her and like, don't want to support her. But, um, again, I will always be, be the advocate for support the art not necessarily concern yourself with the artist because you have trash people who make good things and that's just kind of the way it works sometimes and yes I know she'll get more money from this but like Harry Potter has done a lot of good things for a lot of people who have read it and I don't think that that should be ignored um like maybe the tv show could also have good important messages that could be counter to the messages that JK is currently sending. I don't know. Yeah. That's the optimistic point. My, my reaction to like, no, don't do it because of that reason is like, okay, but somebody's going to. So at some point, at at least if, if somebody's going to do it, whether we want it or not, let's at least have it be good. Yeah. And I think it would be at HBO. So word also turfs belong on the surface of the sun and football fields turf (laughs) well played chris wordplay sports (laughs) sports (sighs) so anyway uh this uh, this next story comes to us from cbc which uh 
I was just talking about this the other day. Fraggle Rock Children's Puppet Series reboot starts production in Calgary. I was just talking about this with my mom the other day that like whatever happened to that Fraggle Rock reboot that was going to happen. I know it wasn't that Fraggle Rock uh, Disney Plus or Apple TV thing that showed up for like a couple of weeks about them all talking on the phone because of COVID. Like that can't be it. Uh, there was a, supposed to be like a real proper reboot of the series coming and then it just kind of disappeared. And well, here it, it is. is. <laughs> uh, it, it's 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 started production. So, okay, cool. It's as if you summoned now it. it's filming in Canada. Is it with a Canadian production company too? Uh, let's I know see. some it's of the, the two of the original puppeteers are going to work, work on it, which I love. Yeah, it's a uh, the Jim Henson Company it says production has started in Calgary. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What what I, the thing about this story that I love 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 is that they've taken the production to Canada because I th- I think that the the other short-lived thing you were talking about where they were all, you know, video chatting or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that only works in, like, I think small doses because, you know, there's only so much life that you can get out of that when they're not all together. And this comes down to that it is safer to make a show in Canada. <laughs> like, the U.S. is fucked up covid so bad that they're now losing productions to other countries because they they they've done it better they have it more under control and that is just great like and they're getting a a a, a financial break too yeah exactly so like will this be the thing that makes somebody take this shit seriously I mean I know it's being taken seriously now and that it's just going to take a little while for the rollout to like improve of the vaccine and all this stuff but like (sighs) it wasn't enough all the other things that that orange monster had to fuck up he had to fuck up the fraggles too (laughs) and so badly that they had to go to another country (laughs) the fraggles said fuck it I'm out (laughs) yeah pretty much I do think it's wild that this isn't that the Fraggles aren't owned by Disney. Like, well, and yeah, also, that's, that's weird. Also, the other thing about it being filmed in Toronto, it was. It said Alberta, in the article. It, well, it said in the article it was originally filmed in the 1980s in Toronto. So it's not like, like they're just going back home. Like, there you go. makes sense. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think. I uh, listen. I'm not saying that America is doing a stellar job. But I, I don't know that it's necessarily, uh, like, because America sucks so much as it's like, oh, well, this is originally where it was done, so let's go back there. Um, I think it's probably I, a combination of both factors. Yeah, I, and money. that's what I was going to say. I think, I think it's returning probably, home is a nice way to spin it. That's what I'll say. <laughs> I, you, that You could be very right about that, too. I mean, let's be real, like... <laughs> There's always a way to tell a story. That could definitely be the side that they're showing. Um, <laughs> let's play this nice, even though it's really because everything in America is on fire. We, <laughs> But yeah. Yay, Fraggles. Well, here's a little bit of heartwarming American news, kind of, sort of, uh, all <laughs> things considered. The Hollywood Reporter uh, posts that Budweiser joins Coke and Pepsi brands in sitting out first COVID-era Super Bowl. Uh, so so this, this, in, this article okay. 
fully reinforces that I will not be watching the Super Bowl this year. As if you ever were. <laughs> no, that's the only part of the Super Bowl that I would actively watch. Oh, is there's the still going to be commercials. Like, you, oh, so you're not going to see the Budweiser Clydesdales or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah they, oh no, they, they are doing they are doing smaller commercials um and the usually the large the, the big one they are taking that money and and allegedly donating it towards research and, and covid stuff but which is great i'm sure there's all kinds of like nasty backhanded reasons why they're mm-hmm. doing this and it's probably going to ultimately ultimately result in a whole lot more profit for these companies than not because right. this is capitalism after all and there's no chance in hell that these giant corporations would be doing any of this solely for the good of the people. What blows my You don't mind. believe in capitalist altruism? <laughs> believe it or not, no, I don't. I, I just don't think it's real. You communist. <laughs> the, 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 the thing that blew my mind the most in this article was 30-second advertisement averaged $5.5 million. Yep. Yeah. That is what? so stupid. You know so what? unreasonably stupid. You know the okay. part of the story that bothers me the most? What's that? All of it? Is, is, is the part where the headline says uh, that they're, they're sitting out of advertising in the first COVID era Super Bowl. There sure as hell better not be a second COVID era Super Bowl. That was actually If my this thought. shit is still around by the next Super Bowl, I want off this planet. <laughs> Hey, listen, you could live on Mars. <sighs> Not with uh, our budget. I don't want, yeah, I don't want to go In to this Mars, economy? Honey. Let's all go to Canada. <laughs> In this economy. Let's go, go, let's go hang out with the Fraggles. Let's. <laughs> That's much more reasonable. <laughs> all right. Uh, deadline reports. Well, really, really good. Uh, wow. Deadline. Larry King remembered. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> we found we found a story of a uh, uh, basically just re- reporting that Larry King has passed. Yeah, he um, was he was a big like interviewer. He he's he was a mainstay in television. Did you guys ever watch anything that he did? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I feel like my dad used to watch him sometimes when I was younger. Uh, I'm fascinated that he was 87. Yeah. I was sure this guy was at least a hundred. Yeah, I mean, this guy looked ancient when I was a kid. And he actually doesn't look like he's aged much in eighty years, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's—it's just like Bob Barker. Like, yes, I remember. I remember watching The Price Is Right at one point in in high school. My mom was like, "This show's still on." Is that Bob Barker? That guy was old when I was a kid. (laughs) Yep. Uh, but I, f- I felt we should have just at least, you know, make comment the fact that he was a, a huge deal on television. He he interviewed everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. He was at a some point in time appeared on the Larry, the Larry King show. So he was a pretty important part of television history. He's been spoofed and referenced in any number of pop culture things over the years. Uh, definitely left a giant mark on television and, and TV news. Uh, including one of his last interviews where Danny Pudi was <laughs> told him that he was on DuckTales. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yeah. Rest in peace, Larry King. I don't know if he was a, a, 
I feel like I had heard somewhere that he was a bit of a scumbag, but I mean, what do I know? Very little. It's yeah, it's really about it's about the impact he had and what he did for television and how he affected, you know, like you said, the television industry and talk show hosts, talk shows in general. So he had a long history and he was a big part of TV, so there you go. There you go. Next up, Finally. there is an official trailer. No, what's up? This is this, this is finally the the last this is the last article the last news bit for this for this this week. <sighs> yes. This is the end of it. This is where we're, we're we're capping things off. Superman and Lois official trailer number 1. Evan, how you doing? I watched I saw so many advertisements for this and I refused to watch it until I actually got it on on my television. And I feel like they're trying to to take the the Lois and Clark and the Smallville and the family and just throw it in a blender and make this because it seems like a family show in tights. And I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, the premise well, of the show is is very strange. He has two kids. It's, uh, they don't. It's they apparently, be his a kids CW are show. <laughs> I felt bad when I watched this because they were. He was talking about being a bad father, and he has two kids, two grown male children, and he, 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 like I'm looking. He's I'm named like, them Cal and L because he's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Their names are Jonathan and Jordan. And it, like, Sticking with the J's. What, like, how do they not know he's Superman? I'm sorry. I, yeah, everything <laughs> about this is really weird. For anybody who doesn't know, because I had to look this up, I, the trailer did not inform me enough to be sure. Uh, but basically, the story is that, like, Lois and Clark want to settle down with their teenage sons, mind you, teenage. Uh, so they go back to the farm. And, like, there's reconnections with other characters that have previously... Uh, you know, been introduced like Lana Lang specifically. So you were mentioning Smallville, and I'm like, she's it. She's apparently going to be a character in the show. Um, and then it's just, I don't know, like the thing where they were like, kids today, like they have anxiety and all of these problems and blah blah blah. And I was like, yeah, and like what? <laughs> He's Superman. He fights things that destroy worlds. Yeah, like, like are you going to try and use... And look, I'm all anyway. about Superman telling a, a, a good story and, and sending positive messages. And I've always said that the thing I love about Superman is that he may be the most powerful, but he in, is in many ways the most human. And I, like, if they can tell a good story, great. But this is CW and my, my expectations are fairly low. Not that I didn't enjoy the CW verse way back when, but yeah, it has gone. It's gone away. So I, yeah. it's gone. In we a stopped direction. watching it, and I have absolutely no desire to get back into it. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah, it it really served its purpose. I had a ball watching it back when it was, you know, Arrow and Flash. Uh, but then we, you know, we never got into Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl was really fun. And then we fell off of that, and I don't miss it. Yeah, and that's I think that's the biggest problem though, and it, it, it's another thing that once again separates Marvel and DC. Where, you know, a new Marvel show is coming out, I want to see it. If I've missed a Marvel show, I want to watch it. I'm I'm still invested in the properties that they are putting out, and DC is not. It doesn't do that for me. It just sucks. I I, I would hope for more for them, but 
I should have known with all the movies. <laughs> hey, apparently the uh, what's it? Um, the 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 Snyder the Snyder cut is no longer going to be a mini series. I think it's now also going to be a full four hour and change movie on HBO. And I'm just do it. I am just so into watching this thing burn. <laughs> Like this is one of those things where I just want to kind of be a fly on the wall while you watch this and see how you react to everything. I really think we should do like a, a, a like an online watch, like group watch somehow. I do like that. We, we could do that. We same could do time. a Discord watch. <laughs> yeah, I just think I think that it would be so much fun to just hate watch <laughs> so, this movie together. I, I, yeah. There was you were talking on SAG <laughs> about hearing Karen in another room watching sports. <laughs> and, and all you don't know what she was watching you don't know what was happening but all you heard was what the fuck like <laughs> something to that effect i feel like that's the path that we will end up going down i don't think it was sports that she was watching that was um no that was, was that her Bridgerton? yelling at the tv when she was watching oh, was it bridgerton because it, it? it's yes, characters doing Bridgerton, stupid and stuff and it wasn't what the fuck it was you dumbass yes <laughs> She knew. She knew. So you know what you did. <laughs> That's what I feel like would happen. And I mean, we should do that. Like we could record that, put Please. it up for four hours. <laughs> just the audio of us going, what? what? I, I what? just, I feel like that would be such a fun time to have. Like, Cause I mean, I feel like we're all on the same page. Like none of us are like, no, this is going to be good because we've, I mean, like, I've seen the original one and it wasn't good. And this one's just—it's so like it's four hours. There's it's no four hours. Exactly, just just really rubbing it in your face. Like this is gonna be such a manly man's man movie. It's for serious fans of no. This is a movie Grr. that I will children. probably have to drink to watch. So get ready for that. Uh, we shall should... all get, as the kids say, crunk and watch. <laughs> watch get the crunk and cut. watch junk. I... <laughs> Do not believe that the kids say crunk. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that is not what they say anymore. <laughs> but they did, damn it. They did. Uh, <sighs> we're old. Yup. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. All right. Oh, that's Sorry, a podcast. We're old. Yep, that's a podcast. It's a, it's a big beefy one. Uh, yeah, that, that's it. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can get in touch with us at mailandgeekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter, uh, or just other places on the internet. This is horribly outdated, but whatever. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Geekade Chris, uh, and I'm on a couple other podcasts on Geekade.com. And I am also uh, have a silly YouTube channel about mixing video game music together called Waveback Overplay. But so that's me. That's Geekade KRIS. Karen, where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter at shoot underscore the underscore moon and on Etsy at shoot the moon stitches. Evan, what about you? You do stuff, right? It's barely. Uh, Geekade <laughs> underscore Evan. He supports me. Yes, I do. It's literally in every way. <laughs> And speaking of you, Angie, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on all the social medias at A for Not, or you can find me at Twitch or on Twitch at LaraCraft13. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, 
uh, other places, anywhere Apple where... Podcasts. Apple Interwebs. Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. It's not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts. Goodness <laughs> gracious me. <sighs> I should really update this script someday. Anyway, well, anyway, wherever you find uh, podcasts, wherever you listen to us, please leave us a review because uh, it, it makes it easier for other people to find this show. And it would be great if more than 10 people listen to it. And any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Evan, please remind us what all of our homework is. Uh, we are going to be watching The Warrior, no, Warrior, Season 1, Episode 1, The Itchy Onion. Mm-hmm. I didn't onion. catch the episode title. The Itchy Onion. Yeah. No, that was a show, man. Say it again. <laughs> Looking forward to talking again. about that one with you. Uh, I, I, we haven't watched it yet. <laughs> oh, you haven't? It's, no. It was, no, we're, yeah, that, right. we're that couple who does everything at the last minute. That's why we haven't even seen episode three of WandaVision. Um, us too, except we got our weeks confused and we thought this week was the homework. Yeah, we're like, well, we have to watch it, so let's get on it. And then we did, and they were like, oh, it's a news episode. <laughs> oh, no. We've got some time. You let it mull over and whatnot, so... Well, thanks for uh, partaking in our, our January schedule was a little screwy because of a, a crossover episode with Stone Age Gamer. So thanks, everybody, for understanding with our strange schedule. Uh, we'll be back to normal for February and beyond. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I am Chris. I'm Karen. I'm Angie. Swear to me, Harry. <laughs> Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.